0: I am so excited for my next guest today, Kira Pulson, because I truly believe Divine irony is what connected us, and I can't wait to share that story. But first, a little bit about Kira. She is a mother to five amazing children. She's also an intuitive, energetic healer and creator. Kira is a spiritual entrepreneurship coach for lightworkers, healers, changemakers, and leaders. She helps women create their soul work and successful businesses derived from their gifts and purpose. She's also the founder and CEO of Freedom House Publishing Company, where she helps women who are writers and thought leaders become published authors. Kira is here to help Prophetess women bring messages of light to the world to aid in the healing, transformation, and awakening of humanity. Kira believes that we all have a deep purpose that the world needs. And when we connect up to the divine and remember our own inner divinity, we can create massive change in this world. So let's meet Kira Poulsen and discover the myronies that she's had in her life. Hi, Kira. Thank you so much for joining me today. I I truly believe divine myrony is what has connected us.
1: (laughs) Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, you know, it's really funny because I heard you on our, our friend Sense of Soul, Shannon and Mandy, and I was like just so blown away by what you shared. And um, I, I feel like you and I are connected in a, in a lot of ways in, in how, we, um, how we kind of incorporate our spirituality, but in this more all-encompassing way. Yeah. And we have actually a very funny Myronie connected to 222, which <laughs> I will we'll go into that, but that's our divine Myronie. So, but first off for everyone listening, um, I did share your, your bio, but if you'd like to share a little bit about yourself, then we'll just start
1: diving in. Yeah. So I'm a mom to five. And that's a big deal because that's a big part of my heart. Um, And I'm also, uh, I love to help women wake up their voices, like really liberate who they are in the world spiritually. And I believe that when we wake up spiritually, then everything expands. And so that's also why I help women create their programs and write their books and build a body of work to actually impact humanity in this beautiful light, so I love all things creation, I love all things spiritual, and I love th- all things business. It's it's all just um, a realm of playing and creation that I love to be in. Okay,
0: well that is wonderful, and I can't wait to see how you how that all came about. And, uh, but first off, I know you're in Arizona, correct? Is
1: that where you're? Yeah, I was, I was. We moved to Idaho um, last June. So okay. we are in Idaho. Mm-hmm. So
0: it's funny because I was listening to, um, I was re-listening to your episode that was connected to 222. Cause I was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe cause it's even funnier when we go into that. But then I was listening to the latest one, um, not the latest one, but just a week ago with your, um, uh, with one of your clients who wrote the conversations with the divine mother. And I just yeah. thought that was so beautiful. And then I was hearing another episode about Idaho and I was like, Oh, maybe they're just in Idaho, but that's where you're looking now. Very cool. Yeah, <laughs> that, it's so that, fun. That's gotta be a big,
1: a big switch.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: it's the best. It's my soul needs land. My soul needs nature. And we got this beautiful little nook on this land that overlooks the mountain ranges. And like right now I'm just looking out and it's just like space. My soul just needs space. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, that's beautiful. So how
0: did you get into this one talk about space? How did you move into this space of being able to create from this very
1: divine, way of looking at life. Yeah. I, you know, I always was a spiritual human. I grew up um, just having this desire to be spiritual. And the only thing I knew was like be in my scriptures because I was raised really religious. And so it was like that was my realm. Like ever I mean, I was like 10 reading my scriptures. And so there was always this ache for more. And so I would say that's always been a part of my being, but I I think this is an interesting story. I don't know if I talk about this very often, but it came up last night when I was talking to my husband about before I had my, what I like to just call my awakening, Mm -hmm. which we can talk about. I actually just, I didn't have a lot going on. I would wake up, I'd make my kids breakfast. I would take them to school. I would clean the house. I would go to the grocery store. And then my baby would take a nap, whatever age, you know, I always had babies. So one baby was always sitting <laughs> in a nap and I would just watch a lot of shows during my nap time. And then when they would wake up, then we would kind of like watch TV some more. And then I would pick my kids up from school and kind of watch some TV and do homework. And then it was like bedtime. And I was like really unhappy. I was like really unhappy. And I was really depressed And there was this moment where I remember cleaning my kitchen and this song came on the radio by Sarah Bareilles. uh, She used to be mine. Have Mm -hmm. you heard that song? Yes. And all of a sudden I just like dropped to my knees and I was like, what happened to me? Like Mm. I used to be like this dreamer. I used to be like alive and somehow I just like was dead. And, mm-hmm. and um, through a bunch of different events, I started to really seek and ask the divine to show me my purpose. Wow. And what's really extraordinary is on the other side of that horrible, painful experience that we can talk about. But now I get to stand here four or five years later and say, I get to run a publishing house and I get to help women write their books and create their programs and Every week I get to sit in a podcast with brilliant people and live a life where I am fully embodied in my gifts Mm -hmm. while also being a mother, while also still doing dishes, while also still doing all the things that needed to be done. But like, this is why I was so depressed is because my mind and my heart was meant to do so many things Mm -hmm. and I was living way below the level that I was created to live in. Wow, yeah.
0: that is powerful and beautiful, and the fact, and, and I will say, myronic, because that song coming on, you know, and I believe that truly is how signs from the divine show up. Yeah. You know, it, they're it, it, you know, the whole concept with myrony is that it's um, it it's actually it's a modern day word for synchronicity. However, mm-hmm. it's synchronicity in motion. Because you see that sign, you hear that song, you know, you feel whatever that is, but then there's an action to take. So you truly, you know, you paid attention to it and was like, you know, what is that step? So you, you mentioned your awakening. And of course, normally with these awakenings, it usually comes from a very dark place. You know, that's, I, 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 I can relate to that, you know, greatly also, but when, what was, what was the shift for you or what was, what was going on that then allowed you to have, because, you know, it, I mean, I always like to share, it's like, we're in a dark tunnel, but there's light at the end. And it's like, we just have to keep moving towards that light.
1: Yeah, that, that, that's a perfect way to describe it. It was It was really, really painful. It was super dark. And um, you know, I like I said, I started to pray every day that I would like be shown my purpose. I was Mm -hmm. like, I need more. Like I know that I'm here to do more. And um and then it was answered in just the strangest way possible. I mean, it's not strange to me now, but it's not what I imagined. I imagined like God being like, you are here to do this thing. And it was gonna be so lovely. And it was gonna be like this beautiful answer to my prayers, right? But instead it was um, that my trauma memories of being sexually abused as a child were triggered by finding out someone I loved had been abused. And so even though I'd always known I'd been abused, it, I felt like I was strong and fine whatever life goes on, but it like triggered the pain that had never been addressed. Mm. And that pain was so, I mean, like, it was like, I was just drowning in pain and I couldn't get up to take a breath.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I got really like angry. I got like, Okay, you can let me go through this abuse, but you can't let people, I know you can't like, you got to stop this. Like, where is God in abuse? You know? And it was just like, so angry. And I was like, then I don't really want to live. If this is the world that there is, like, if there's, you know, no safety, if there's no protection, like I'm out. And, and it was right before I chose, um, it was really, really suicidal. It was right then that I Mm -hmm. felt God show up for me. And it was right then that I heard that there was more that I needed to do here. And I chose in this place to have faith Mm -hmm. that there was a purpose for me here. And that even this hell that I was in had a purpose. And that was when I made a really, really clear, distinct declaration that I would do Whatever God asked me to do, if He would just show me why I was here, and that changed my life. That split second changed the course that I had been walking on, and has led me to where I am now, and all that is ahead of me. Wow,
0: that's again so powerful. And and I and I um, I know you shared your story. Uh, about this on your podcast, which I want to, you know, let the listeners know the awakening podcast is just so beautiful. And, um, but this is where it connects to 222, because you shared your story, you're like, and it sounds like even though you've shared it in other ways, I remember you saying you were very nervous about sharing this Mm -hmm. story, because you know, it is true in, in this podcasting world, it's, we're really making ourselves kind of vulnerable. You know, we have no idea who's actually going to listen to it. Right. So it was even funnier though, because, you know, I, I just want listeners to understand this level of my irony is that I heard you on sense of soul where I was guided. I know I was guided to find them in the first place. They were one of the first podcasts that I listened to when I was about to, when I was looking to launch my podcast. And the reason that I I just, um, I was looking for, you know things that were not religious, but spiritual but not so extreme, you know, and and I don't know what it was it was their cover or something. And then I see one of their first episodes is on synchronicity. I was like, ooh, synchronicity, you know that's right up the alley here. And then I find out that Shanna and Mandy, the hosts, they literally, I had so many myronies connected to them. And one was this 22 or 222. And why this, why I'm bringing this up is because I had an experience kind of like what you were saying with, you know, with God, except I had gone the complete opposite direction in that um, I became a total universe girl. It was uh, it wasn't until after my my dad um, passed away and my life truly fell apart and I was able to tap into connect to his energy and then my mom was able to connect to his energy and we were able to do something called auto writing. And I don't know if you're familiar with Mm -hmm. auto writing. And I never share this on my podcast because my podcast, I try to go through the spiritual back door. <laughs> but this conversation, and we have to connect to this 222, and this is the only way I can do that. But it was um, auto writing is like you basically write something and then it comes out and it's, you know, it's not you. And my mom used to write my, um, my dad letters. Um, he was a pilot and would write him letters to find when he was away. And she was just getting her feelings out one day and, um, and, and no joke in his handwriting, it, it was written back. Wow. And then it was like, well, can I do that? And cause I mean, that was like, I knew I was connecting to my dad's energy, but that was, you know, that was on a whole new level. And what was so, so I was able to do it. And then, um, We would be asking the same questions, getting the same answers. We were in different locations. And then my dad gave me one of the most profound messages ever. That was also kind of a riddle. He said, Alicia, you have to believe in the Holy family. And I was like, wait, what? So that's is when I knew I was not making this up in my head. And I was like, and I was brought up Catholic. I was like, Catholicism is the answer. He's like, no, it's like Taoism with the Holy family. And so it got me connected back to the Bible and it got me connected to, but then just this past year, I realized the Holy family is everyone who's doing God's work,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. you know, and like, but then what what becomes even crazier and is that I had an experience six years ago, almost six years ago in May, and I'm not kidding. And I can't believe I'm actually saying this on my podcast, but I... (laughs) I somehow went to almost an alternate dimension where I was, I was getting like all these downloads of information. And, um, and then it was, it was through this mirror and I have pictures of all this. It was almost like my future self told my present past self, take these pictures because you're going to need proof of this Hmm. for people to understand this story, but also in an interesting way, almost showing proof of God because of what this story is. And no joke, in this mirror that looks like angel wings, I literally saw this like, almost like the big bang creation, fast forward through humanity. And the last thing I saw was, and felt was the crucifixion of Christ. And it dropped me to my knees. And so when you said, drop me to my knees, and then and and then this other and I was like okay I'm just gonna share it because you you and I are meant to have much deeper conversations than but there's some very 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 divine connection that we are messengers and the fact that you use the word of prophetess I don't even know if I'm saying that right like you know that we are here to to share a different message but it's the same message because mm. it's always been the same message. And so then what gets even more interesting is that I somehow spent 24 hours with God. That's another. Wow. Now what's that? The, now why I have to say, this is so funny. This all happened in a hotel room. And, and if you want to, if you want to hear the, like the bigger story, the funny thing, it's on sense of soul came out on 222 <laughs> of this year. <laughs> So we both told our stories just two, two years apart because I think you told yours in 2019 on 222. I told mine on 222 of 21. But this is the myrony, the, the divine myrony. It happened in this room,
1: 222. Wow. Wow. That's so beautiful. I mean, all of that. Wow. And then,
0: and then I just want to share what it's connected to in the Bible. It's Acts two twenty two, hmm. which is just to to share. It says, "Fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know." Wow, that's so. I- I can't believe I just share it, but I was just like, I was just being, you know, share it. I always knew I was meant to share that with you. I just didn't know it would be on here, but
1: <laughs> because somebody listening, you know, somebody listening needs to hear this. And I never understood why two, two, two was just my magical numbers. And then like, like three months ago, I realized that I have two, I have three twos in my actual birth date. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, what? How did I never see this? And it was just like another confirmation of like, like the divine just knows us, like God just knows us. And all these little pieces are such um, anchors into that love. Like Everything you shared is just such proof that when we open up to receive, God is like abundant in giving Uh abundant. It's not just one experience. It's just, it's, then it's millions, millions of little tiny experiences that all support the truth that we know in our hearts. And I love that you brought up the prophetess because this, this came to me four weeks ago I was sitting in a coaching call with a bunch of other people. I was, I was not the coach. I was in the mastermind. Uh And, Um, This is when God usually speaks to me is when my mind is focused on something else. Like Mm -hmm. I can get things dropped in and I was sitting there and all of a sudden I heard and saw, Oh, this is the age of the prophetess. Ah, The age of the prophetess where this is where women who have never, ever been safe Mm -hmm. speak the truth that God has given them to open their mouths and speak truth just as you just did that you were able to really share that and that now is the only time in all of history that women can stand in that light and share these messages yeah that have always come to women right but well now- and open it
0: I mean, and what's, you know, what's even crazier is that I tell this story with Shanna and Mandy and, and I, I'm sending all these pictures to them afterwards. And then they're like, oh my God, Alicia, there's nine people ahead of you. Our podcast comes out on Monday. It's 2.22.
1: (laughs) And so wait, is your birthday 2.22? No, my birthday is uh, 10.22.82.
0: Oh my God. That's funny because 1022, I kept seeing 1022 and I was like, what's the connection to 1022? (laughs) Holy (laughs) geez. See, I see these numbers. Like I actually, so this is how I represent God is winky is winky is God with an awesome sense of humor. God is love with an awesome sense of humor. Mm. So this is my more modern way of representing God because my irony, there's always humor behind it. And I, I would say that on August 21st, I challenged God and on August 22nd, God showed up. So 822, every time I see 822, I always think of the number that, you know, I'm like, okay, God, here you go. But 222, for some reason, is this like really, truly almost, I don't know what it is, but it's like this ultimate divine number. And what's, and the fact that Shanna, she's connected to 222. And then it was really funny cuz her daughter had just turned 22 on to 22.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But that makes so much sense about the message as the prophetess. Like because, you know, there's um there's the women that were of Jesus, the Magdalens. Mm-hmm. And now it seems like the we're made, we're the ones able to give this voice and you know, but still share. And, you know, that, I, that is the one thing that I was kind of shown. And that was why I knew you and I were meant to connect was that we're not meant to deny the pieces that have been given to us already, mm-hmm. which includes Jesus, yes. you know, so many people. And I was, and I guess, you know, that's where um, I I I know I made the mistake. I put God in a box known as religion. Mm
1: -hmm. And,
0: you know, I'm here to help break that box. Yeah. But at the same time, I, you know, as people, it's like, just don't deny everything. Right.
1: That's so interesting because um, what's so interesting is that this morning in my sacred space, this writing came out. On faith crisis, like it just so, like you say, you auto what, what is it they call it? auto write auto writing, yeah. So um, I would say that's how I write is like I write, and they're not my words. Like I never know what's going to come through my fingers, and um, so it's interesting. This morning, what came through was this whole thing on faith crisis, and what was so clear was that that people get God and church um, meshed together. And so Mm -hmm. when church starts to fault in any way, as it will, because it's human, right? Like church, no matter what church you go to, is going to have holes and gaps and like the ground will break at some point because it's made by humans. So when that breaks, because God was so attached to church for people, God then breaks for them, and the truth is, is that having a faith crisis in whatever way form it looks is an opportunity to know God and to know Christ actually, like personal level, because there is like a I need to be taught from the square one of Mm -hmm. what the Holy Family is. What does the divine look like for me in my life, and You know, my faith crisis was like the most painful experience that I've been through. And also it's what opened my heart to know God for me, to know Christ as a personal relationship. And and then from there, everything shifts, everything changes. And there's just so much power in that deep personal knowingness. Well, it was funny when I had this experience and and
0: again, I can't explain it except that I, I I mean, I'll admit, I was like, you know, was I crazy? Was I, you know, whatever you want to say, but all I know is that I did not dream it and I did not make it up. And, you know, and one of the things that I was really shown is like literally anything can happen. We have absolutely no idea to the level of power that, that it, i don't know if you've ever read the celestine prophecies or not wow, um, what is the celestine prophecies mm. the fascinating book is a book of fiction but there's way too much truth in it and it's actually kind of funny because it, it really is explaining what what my irony is it talks about um these synchronicities happening where people start really living from this more intuitive place and so then they start acting based on intuition, and it keeps leading them down this path. And then once you start recognizing this higher frequency, you start—you literally can witness heaven on earth.
1: Hmm.
0: And that's what I feel like I got to experience. And um, and I will tell you, it was really funny because it was—it was in this room two twenty-two. I walk through and. And there's this omnipresence of God, but God was so modern, so cool. And was like, why does everybody think I'm this old fuddy-duddy in the sky? He's like, I can do anything, you know? <laughs> it was just like, but the, the the really crazy thing was that I was then told, you see what's to come. I was shown how um, like reincarnation works and soulmates work and, and even how money works and just how everything was kind of working together. And when you're here doing, you know, God's work, like there's this master plan to it all. And the message that was always being given was life is good. Life is good. No matter what, life is good. And so, for the listeners that had no idea where this conversation was going to go today, definitely did not. But, you know, I feel like we're being guided to share this um, is that no matter what really happens, there is some bigger reason behind it, but I, wish, I was told, you see what's to come, but now you have to go back and it is going to be painful. And I was like, wait a second, I don't get to stay because I would lost both my parents. I actually thought I was just going to disappear. I really did. I truly thought I was just, I had a near-death experience without having to die, <laughs> like or, or I'm sorry, I, had, I, was, I was going to die, not even die, just disappear. You know, like that's the best way to describe it. It was like a near-death experience, but didn't have to go through any of that. And when I came back to whatever, when reality came back, it it almost broke me. It definitely did. Because you're like, what was that? And then it was more like I was extremely depressed. I was very suicidal. I almost killed myself during this time. Mm -hmm. And why... Um this next part is why it is why I believe that I'm I'm here is um I almost a year to the time that I had this experience, I was told by again my deceased father, he said, You have to go to this party. I'm like, I don't want to go to this party. I was very depressed. <laughs> it was to meet somebody I did not want to meet, and it was to connect to one of his neighbors. And this neighbor, um, we met for some other reason, but it was, I was telling her about this experience and I was like, why am I telling you this? And then she said, she went through horrible, dramatic, sexual, physical, and mental abuse as a child. And, um, and I, I was spared that. I think that would have been what broke me, but the things that I went through that she was spared probably is what would have broke her. And for some reason, between the two of us, we were kind of a nice, uh, traumatic hole of, you know, things happening. But when we can look from that place of we go through it so that we can understand other people's pain. And she told me, she says, I've tried killing myself. I've come back. They told me until my work is done, I will not leave.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, not encouraging anybody to, you know, think to play that, not rolling that dice. But why I'm saying that is that then she started, I, I introduced her to um, the book uh, by Dr. Brian Weiss, Many Lives, Many Masters. I don't know if you've ever read any of those books. Um, he, um, uh, he was a agnostic psychiatrist that risked his entire career because of an experience he had with his patient, Catherine. And it's all connected to past life regression therapy. And he didn't believe in anything. And it and and then he ended up writing six books. And they're the most, I truly believe if everybody read these books, they would transform humanity. Well, she became my Catherine in a way. She started channeling the most profound messages that are meant for humanity. In like it's almost like a modern day Bible, as not in a religious sense, but just another beautiful guide for humanity. And Um, And I believe that I I, I did not receive the messages. I feel like I'm just a messenger of the messages. And as the messenger, but the weird thing is, is that I know what I'm supposed to read in a specific moment. So I'm actually being guided at some point to read this one message because it actually is a message about abuse Mm -hmm. and from a spiritual standpoint of what it, what it represents. And the one thing that um, if our listeners could, could, could understand this is that if we want to get angry at anybody, get angry at our higher selves, our higher selves are what, you know, is, is kind of like what puts us through these trials and tribulations. God does allow it to happen, but he's not the reason only for it happening. There's a much bigger, much bigger, 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 Reason and purpose. Oh,
1: so. I feel that. I, I, I do feel that at some level, my higher self was a yes to go through the trauma that I've been through because it has created me to become a, a really deep seeker. And um, pain does that. Pain yeah. either makes me numb or it goes numbing doesn't work anymore. So I better seek and seeking is my lifeline, like seeking God, seeking, seeking the divine's help, seeking the divine to work through me. That is what, you know, gets my heart alive every day. So if I hadn't been through that trauma, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be the seeker that I am. I wouldn't do the work that I do. And I wouldn't be able to live the expansive life that I live. So a hundred percent, I believe my higher self knew like, yeah, trauma is not ideal. Trauma sucks. I mean, I still go to therapy every week. Like, yes, like I have healing for the rest of my life to do. But guess what? That trauma created me to be exactly who I am. And I feel that I am here to help women wake up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, if you don't mind me to read the the channeled message yeah. that I'm being guided to yeah, read. It. Mm-hmm so this was actually so these messages came out between um the first one ever channeled was on august 20th of 2016 Mm -hmm. and they were channeled for an entire year and the first one was one foot leads straight the other is misguided both are necessary and will always be present make sure to follow the straight foot because it's the fastest path to your destiny Mm. Mm. and this is the message on abuse And it says, abuse is conceived by individual perception and awareness. One spirit cannot determine what constitutes abuse for another spirit. Abuse that is accepted and emotionally integrated by a weak spirit is sometimes met with stubborn, resistant, and forceful action by a stronger, more progressed spirit. Abuse suffered by a progressed spirit drives them to fight and become stronger by sheer will. The strong spirit refuses to accept the negativity of shame, anger, and guilt imposed on them by the abuser. The weak spirit is trapped in fear, disbelief, and denial. Their solution is acceptance and compliance. Confusion results, and anxiety, powerlessness, and guilt are assumed by the abused. Without finding clarity and resolve to rise above the abuse and the abuser, the abuse turns the negative emotions inward against themselves. The weak spirit lives with chronic pain and distress. The embedded negative emotions become part of them and ultimately ignored. The unresolved emotional damage is managed with drugs, alcohol, sex, cutting, and other compulsive destructive behaviors. The weak spirit believes these coping mechanisms are logical within the context of their experienced trauma and abuse. The intensity of their feelings and compulsions is only released through awareness and absolution of the self. The strong spirit refuses to accept the negative message of being bad, worthless, and the instigator of the abuse. Higher spiritual awareness seeks logical explanation, interpretation, and resolute action. The stronger spirit must guide the weaker spirit. Mm. Wow. And then I'm being guided to share just one more, and then we're going to dive more into you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so beautiful. I love where this is going.
0: So this is what was given as insight. And this was channeled on January 3rd of 17. And for, for everyone hearing, these messages have a universal feel to them. They are for everyone. But when they first came out, I absolutely connected to them. You know, right now these messages are being guided to be for you today, Kira, in addition to our listeners and it's, uh, but you can read them at any time and they're going to hit, they hit on like this beautiful soul level. Mm. So this is what insight is. And this is what I feel like I experienced when I had this experience. And then anytime I get that lightning bolt feeling I'm like, that's not mine. (laughs) Just like I kind of got some little lightning bolts today to be like, okay, you're going to go down a totally different road than you thought.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Which is
0: always the best road, right? Absolutely. And that's actually the straight foot because we're listening to the Mm -hmm. divine guiding us along this way so this is the message about insight it says insight is sudden awareness and clarity like being hit over the head by a ton of bricks instilling a knowing so clear and in focus that it is undeniable it comes not from you or your knowledge it is much greater you feel it in every fiber of your being and your belief is unshakable despite anything to the contrary you suddenly just know Everything else flies out the window in comparison to that innate knowing that just settled in your soul. Insight surpasses comprehension, viability, and our human understanding. You just know, and nothing can change that knowing. Insight is imparted by God and not something gained just by will or through study. It is not something man can seek and find by himself. It is blessed on a soul by God. Be not deceived by thinking that inspiration or intuition is insight, Instinct, intuition, and inspiration are conceived and developed by man. Insight is from God.
1: Mm. Oh wow. so
0: I feel like these words are the insight that's meant for yeah. now. So did these did
1: these get put into a book?
0: How do people get these? Not yet. Cause it's actually, I've been guided. It's not ready for a book yet, but this is what I do. And um, I I have something I call my myrony mentoring. I call myself a mentor because when people are like, well, you know, what's your experience? I saved life. (laughs) And so this is what, this is what I'm guided to share to help people unlock the blocks on a soul level. Wow. And when the time is right, it will be in a book. Yeah. And yeah. people have to be ready for it to be in that place. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm, that's what I'm being guided for. So well, when you're ready, I you're know, ready. I know you and I need to, I we, would, you and I need to talk <laughs> love
1: to help you publish this book. And, and that's really, I mean, you're just one example of like, what, how many women are out there Who are receiving however they receive, you receive in this really beautiful way that's distinct to you and your gifts. And I believe there are so many women who are receiving in their own distinct ways that if all the women were able to share their work and their words through the world, like that, I believe is how human, like humanity is transformed.
0: Nice. Completely agree. So how did you get into the book publishing business? Because I remember it, when you share your story, it was around, it was around um, uh, a dinner at the Cheesecake Factory (laughs) for your birthday, correct? Was it your birthday or? Okay. So it was your birthday and, you know, your your husband asked you a question of, you know, what did you want to do or... And it doesn't seem like it was that long ago. So how did this (laughs) all happen?
1: (laughs) Well, it's it, you know, that birthday dinner was right after I had listened to that song. So it was really soft, like really tender in my heart. Like, I don't have any more dreams. And then he asked me, what are your dreams for this year? Just in a kind, husbandly manner, right? And I just broke down sobbing. And I said, I don't have any dreams left. Like, I don't. I don't know. And that's when he said, you know, you have three days to come up with three dreams. And that's really when I began praying every day. And, um, you know, five months later, the trauma memories hit. I went through my own level of hell for quite a few months and then um, jumped into some serious rapid eye therapy. And it was about, I mean, not much longer after I'd had that trauma awakening, probably six months that I heard God say, you need to write a book. Wow. And I was like, I'm not writing a book. I'm like nowhere near healed. And um, who am I to write a book? But I said, yes. And so that book came through, like how we talk like that, that book was just, I would say like just channeled work for me. And it's called uh, the hidden gifts within the trauma of sexual abuse. And when I began figuring out how to publish, I heard from God very clearly, you need to start a publishing company. So I follow, you know, my commitment was that everything God had asked, I was going to be a yes for. So I Mm -hmm. did all the things I met with lawyers and trademark lawyers and did all the background stuff and created a publishing house that just sat there for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And, um, I published my book (laughs) and uh, then, and then I ended up like going a different way. I ended up coaching women and finding their purpose. I ended up coaching women and finding their worth that ended up leading to what I do now, which is like really helping women who are leaders of light. So about a year ago, I was working with all these women in my mastermind who were committed to being leaders of light in the world. And they were like, oh my gosh, these books, I have a book to write. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have a publishing house. (laughs) (laughs) So divinely given, I had to figure out how to publish. I didn't know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Um, It was really painful at first because I am a creative and a lot of it is like really organized book work. And that's so not my zone. So I hated it actually. And I was like, why did God ask me to do this? I hate doing this work. Like, this is like exhausting. I don't know how to solve problems in this area. And then just in um, September of this past year, 2020, I got a really distinct impression to hire my sister. And she is totally opposite of me in her organization brain and really took The publishing to the next level so she's a huge part of why freedom house works is because of her ability to organize and her ability to do the back-end stuff that's really hard for me and my job is that i get to find the prophetess women and i get to help them write their books with god and when they write their books then they get to go over to claire (laughs) and claire then pulls them through the publishing system in a really easy, beautiful way that's really like cared for and taken care of. And it's a really, it's been a beautiful experience to see how God had asked me to do that. Probably, I mean, what was this? It was like 17, maybe 2017 was when I was invited or maybe it was 2018. I don't know. They all kind of meld together. (laughs) But I had no idea that I would really actually run a publishing house. And now I'm very clear that this is actually my mission is to, to take the prophetess women and help them publish their books so that the prophecies get thrown everywhere. Oh, wow. That is so incredible. Have you
0: ever, have you ever done an Akashic record? Have you ever gone into that
1: I'm totally scared to. I'm totally scared to, which is weird because I do so much healing work. I work with a shaman all the time, but I don't know what it is, but the, I had somebody who was going to do it with me. And I just was like, I am so afraid of that realm. I have no idea why, but I am. I have to introduce you to
0: my friend, Deanne. you, she's so, she's divinely guided. She's like a, she's like an oracle in this work. And she actually gave confirmation of my experience and, you know, things that I did not say. So I knew that I was able, cause there is this alignment and, you know, the one, the one, the one alignment that I really have been, you know, connecting to is this not letting go of everything that's been given to us. You know, I look at, isn't God so brilliant that he's going to give this bit of wisdom, this bit of wisdom, this bit of wisdom, but I'm going to take this piece out, this piece out, this piece out. I'm going to mix it all around. And are you going to put it together or only claim the one way of thinking as your own? Yeah.
1: And I think, you know, it goes back into, we all hear things differently, right? So like one of my favorite uh, experiences with God was I was like about to launch my book my first book and I was like there it was like during the me too so like I was told to write the book before me Too hit mm-hmm. right the whole me too movement and then, and then I'm like deep in the realms of writing my book during the me too movement and I was like God why would you ask me to write this book like this message is being thrown everywhere who am I to have this have to say I have a say in this and right. Um, I was in this, and this has been like a favorite song of mine for years now where it's, um, Oceans by Hillsong United. Have Mm -hmm. you heard that song? No, I haven't. Oh gosh, you have to hear it. It's so uh, so good. And it just talks about, um, like God lead me to deeper waters where I cannot stand Mm -hmm. so that I can just live a life filled with trust really. And it's a real, just like anthem for my song, for my soul. And I was listening to it every day at that point. And one day I was praying to God and I was like, who am I to say this? Who am I to speak this? And then I tell Alexa to play Oceans Mm -hmm. and a totally different brand plays it. Like uh, she picked a different man. It was horrible. It was horrible. It was the same words. It was the same tune. It was literally the worst song I've ever heard. And in that moment, God said to me, everybody hears through a different voice. Yeah. So I may have a similar message, but there are certain people who can only hear my words because of the vibrations of my voice and they can resonate in that way. And that's how I look at religion. And that's how I look at everything is that God has to teach everything to people through different ways so that they can hear it the way that they need to hear it. And that's the piece where I I just feel like, what if there's just truth, but we all have to receive it through our own special ways that our souls understand.
0: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, when going back to the Akashic, even though you're scared, I want to share how, how divinely guided I was to do this work. I, I, her, her name's Deanne Riendo. She has this um, beautiful company called Rose Hope. She's up in Canada. And, um, i i met her through a networking event and i was supposed to um i was supposed to do a reading with her we immediately connected we had a little intro and it wasn't supposed to be until the end of september this was just this past year in 2020 my birthday is in september Mm and um and why this is important is that this is the divine myrony that was connected to this but she had a cancellation Mm -hmm. ironically have this message my parents come through now I can communicate whatever and they said you need to do deeper soul work and I was like what deeper soul work do you need me to do like I have these profound messages I spent this time in this other realm <laughs> you know like kind of looking at it and then she started doing my reading and I was like oh you're the deeper soul work Because it connects on a soul level that's unbelievable. But then I did, I learned to, you know, I did this course to learn how to, to, to read the Akashic uh, records. And for those that don't know the Akashic records, it's basically, you say this beautiful prayer, it takes you to a higher level of consciousness, and it allows you to see things more from a soul perspective. So it's, and it's just, it's so powerful. But here was the confirmation is that I just immediately, because I, I am of the same mindset. I say, step aside, let God guide. Mm -hmm. And um, I also, it was in the book, Conversations with God. I don't know if you've ever read that book.
1: I've not read any of these books. I read books all day long. I'm like, we need a book club.
0: (laughs) Apparently you are supposed to meet me first because there's more to this than that. But, you know, but it was in this, in this book that it said to truly manifest something, you need to be in action. And as soon as you think, you've killed the act. And so mm-hmm. that's where mm-hmm. even with myrony, you see the sign, you need to act. So I acted, I signed up. My divine myronic confirmation was the class started on my birthday and ended on my dad's birthday.
1: My gosh, that's so beautiful.
0: So I'm like, Kira, you need to do an Akashic reading.
1: (laughs) I'm just because I'm super um, empathic, and I can. I'm really careful with who I let into my energy. I
0: understand. I am too. I am too. You, I, I I am like, I am still shocked at what we've shared so far on my podcast because I wasn't, you know, planning on going down that road. But you know,
1: hey. Got it. It it goes where it needs to. So I think what I need to do is just pray for who it is that is to do this work with me. Like my shaman, you know, I feel like she, she just was brought into my life and she's really one of the very few people that I let do healing work on my body. And so I think it just, there's obviously a pool there because it's been brought into my life many times. Akashic record. I've had multiple people actually reach out and ask if I wanted to do it. And, um, I just need to be a yes for the right person to show up.
0: I totally understand that. But why I wanted to share even regarding this is that um, it was during one of my readings. Cause I knew because of this experience that I had, I was like, I need to work with you more one-on-one there's things that not everybody can really hear about, you know, like it, um, it is that sacred space. Right. And she, I am actually writing a memoir. It's called um, Please Save Me. It's how I discovered myrony, but also God mm-hmm. and not just the universe. Wow. So that's my memoir. But then she said, there's another book that's to come out and it's a compilation book. And that book is actually, we're creating and maybe we can talk about this, but it's called Got Myrony, Life is Good, Book One. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's having people share their myronic their stories Wow. on all walks of life. Wow. And so I'm, my goal is to have that out on August 22nd, which yes. is, you know, the day I say God showed up. Oh, hundred percent. I love it. That's so beautiful. So I know we have some private conversations to have also, but <laughs> <laughs> well. yeah, we, we kind of went into a whole bunch of different areas that Wasn't sure how this was going to, how it was going to turn out, but um, I mean, I'm so excited for what you're creating. I think this, this concept of bringing women's voices and, you know, connecting and, and, and having that place is just, is so powerful. And I totally agree that we are receiving, we're all receiving messages and we just need to come together. And, you know, that was actually one of the messages I was was told is that meant to help the lost and would find the chosen ones along the way. And not that the chosen ones are any better. It's just that we're here to show a different side,
1: tell oh. a different
0: story yeah. that will resonate where it resonates on that soul level. And wow. so the fact that you, you, you created what you've created in such a short period of time. And, and you say, you also do, you have your own coaching business and, and, So how many books have you have been part of your publishing company at this point? How many
1: are we up to? I don't even know how many we're up to. Uh, In just the last probably four months, we've published about seven books. Wow. Um, So I don't know exactly. Maybe we're up to a total of 15 or 20 as a whole from when I started publishing. But what's really exciting is watching women... Like, show up and be like, there's a book in me. I never thought I was going to write a book. And then, when I teach them how to write their book with God, the book comes out so quickly, right? Like, Cami Epperson, who was just on my show, you were talking about her. Yeah. She never planned on writing a book. The book presented itself to her, and she wrote her book in 30 days like a really amazing book in 30 days. And, you know, this is my new book. I I know they can't see it. This is my new book, Rise Up and Awaken to the Joy of Being Human. And when I was told to write that book and I used the practices of allowing God to write through me, I mean, I wrote it in 30 days. So it's like, we're breaking the myth that it takes years to write a book and we're breaking the myth that you have to be someone like huge and influential to be able to publish a book and really like waking it up to like, everybody who's been inspired to write a book is already an author. Right. And the books are already written. All we have to do is show up and let them come through our hands.
0: I love that. That's like, um, you're familiar with Paolo Coelho, The Alchemist.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Did you ever hear how he felt he channeled that book?
1: No, tell me about that.
0: Yeah, it's actually really interesting. He did an interview with Oprah about it. And mm-hmm. and that book was like the biggest failure in the beginning, like, like the biggest failure. And like, he just kept believing in it because he he said he wrote it in like two weeks.
1: Yeah.
0: And he's like, he tells her, he's like, I know I didn't write that. It's too profound. (laughs) You know, like it just, yeah, it just flows through you. And, um, you know, what's even funnier. Did you ever read his first book, The Pilgrimage?
1: No.
0: His first book, *The Pilgrimage*, is about this. Um, I mean, they're, they're works works of fiction, but there's too much truth in them. But it's about his uh travel or about um this going to down the road or taking the road of Santiago, which is this very spiritual trek, and um and it was it was crazy because it was the book *The Pilgrimage* when I first started getting the downloads of insight before. Mm-hmm like five days before I ended up having this experience. Wow. Wow. And yeah. And then the connection with the alchemist, because the alchemist is all about following signs and omens Hmm. and, you know, listening to the heart of the soul and, you know, really listening to that, to that space within ourselves. And that is our sacred space. I believe. Mm -hmm. you know, and going back to the first message of one foot leads straight. The other is misguided. It's like when we can really truly stay from that heart and soul perspective, we know that we can, you know, we're, we're guided completely in so many ways. So Mm -hmm. I just love what you're creating and, um, How can people, you know, connect with you and I'll have, I will definitely have to have you back on the podcast. And we went down a totally different road (laughs) than
1: I loved it. It was a, it was a powerful road. And, you know, every time I feel like podcasting is sacred, Um, we, we get together and have these really sacred conversations that are just guided by the divine. Uh, we're, we're so lucky to be able to do this and it never ends where we think it's going to end and never goes where we think it's going to go. It's exactly what it needs to be. Yeah. But, um, if anyone wants to reach out, I'm on Instagram, Kira I answer all my DMs. That's like the fastest way. Cause I feel like it's like a text, send yeah. me a little message, or you can always go to keirapoulsen.com. Um, I'm not sure if my website designer has hooked it up to my freedom house website, So if they're really wanting to know about um, publishing, they can go to freedomhousepublishingco.com. So that co is important. So freedomhousepublishingco.com. It'll talk about all the different things that we do. And, um, you know, I'm just here to serve and bring more light to the world in whatever way that that is. Oh, that's so beautiful. We
0: Just to be messengers, right? You know? Yeah. That's, that's really what it is. So, well, thank you, Kira, so much for, for being with me today and really, truly having this divinely I, sacred conversation for sure, you know, and I, I, I know there's more work you and I are meant to do together <laughs> because the divine ironies, you know, like I, I, I love to say it's the divine design that interweaves us together because, mm. you know, it's like, what are the odds? But that's, we don't really need odds when we're, when we're talking about God and the divine. So, you know, it's, Mm. so. well, thank you again. And to the listeners, I'll see you next time. Thank you all for joining me on That's Myrony podcast. I hope you enjoyed the Myronic stories shared today and possibly got you to connect to the Myronies in your own life. As you listen to this podcast, you'll start catching signs that are so subtle but can have the biggest impact on your life. So pay attention to that inner voice and watch the Myronies appear in your life, just like the guest in my next episode. And please connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and that's Myronie.com where you can share your unbelievable Myronies. Also, if you enjoyed what you heard and can take a moment to like, comment, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting platform, it would mean so much because that is how others are able to find this podcast. Finally, please also tell your friends and family about Myrony because wouldn't it be fun to see people share their Myronies on social media in addition to their selfies? And remember, if something happens that makes you say, well, that's ironic, it's not ironic at all. It's Myronic, now that's Myrony. See you next time.